Ready? Born ready. I'm just a soul whose intentions are good. Oh, Lord, please don't let me be misunderstood. <laughs> this is amazing. This is so amazing. <laughs> Wow. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Cool and Conscious Podcast. Um, hosted by none other than me, Cree, at Questions with Cree on social media. That's Questions with Q-R-I. And of course, this is being brought to you by a Black-owned, Black-run company, Just Eldridge Media. Yep. Round of applause. Baby, make that ass clap. <laughs> yes, I'm very excited. I am very excited. Um, we took a week off, and now we back in business better than ever. So much has happened. Um, oh, wait, but before I get into what has happened, I have to let you guys know how I feel. Drum roll, please. I feel extremely cool today. Yep. <laughs> I was waiting like, okay, all right, where's the applause? I feel extremely cool. Um, and I say that to say for like the first time for real, for real ever, like in life, I feel like a part of the black girl magic crew um for whatever reason i've never really identified with the whole black girl magic just because i just feel like the place i was in life to be honest i don't think it it highlighted black women and put them in in positions where they are recognized for what they do contribute um so whenever people say it i just be like okay whatever black girl magic yeah whatever it was just like a loose term <laughs> um, but as of late okay i have really been feeling the black girl magic and it doesn't really have anything to do with me per se it has to do with the fact that we have like a new black judge like the highest of highest of highest black judges in the jurisdiction, whatever, Supreme Court, whatever, lifetime positions, we have that. Um, and I know people are like, um, w w what do people say? Oh, well, she's not going to do for us or whatever, whatever, whatever. And people get into these positions and they lose their, their power. They really lose everything. They're just there to be a face. Um, and honestly, I agree wholeheartedly. Um, and a lot of people know that I agree because I've spoken on it um, a, a lot. But I feel like the fact is the first person is always going to be reduced. Like, they're going to be applauded, but their ability to... Uh, effectively make change is going to be reduced. And I feel like I didn't really understand that concept until recently. Um, I didn't really understand that until recently, but I feel like we're moving into a direction where black people are beginning to start being themselves unapologetically. You know, we always have that, oh, be yourself, love yourself unapologetically. We have that, but I also notice that it's also just like a, what's it called? It's just like something you brush off. It's like, be yourself. Yeah, I'm myself. But you know how to turn it on and turn it off. Like you do it unconsciously. You just turn it on when you're supposed to turn it on. You turn it off when you're supposed to turn it off. It's just something that is a habit that we have just developed over years, that's been something that's been passed down generationally, um, especially in the community of black men. 
um, you know, black men for forever, really, they were taken away from their families. They were put down, they were beaten, they were killed, they were hung. They were made to believe that they had no place in the lives of their families. But my man, Cory Booker, which brings me to my point. My man, Cory Booker, who if you do not know who he is, he is, um, let me get his title right, honey, because I had to go follow him on Instagram because he did that. A guy by the name <clears throat> of Cory Booker, um, who was, or who is a New Jersey senator, gave a speech, like an 11-minute passionate speech to Katanji Brown Jackson, which is the new black woman that is put into the judge. What what's her like official position now? Um oh so she's the first black woman on the nation's highest court. Um and the speech that he gave her was so first of all he's supposed to be up there asking her questions about like what she thought about certain things and how she was going to affect change. And that's what he was supposed to be doing. But he got up there and unapologetically supported this black woman. He uplifted her. He showed his support. He said that he was proud of her, said that she gave him hope. He uh, referenced Harriet Tubman. Like when I say it was like a scandal moment, you know, a scandal where the characters have like that long monologue. It's like they've been holding something back for so long. And then they finally just go into this long drawn out monologue expressing their inner thoughts. He did that on the biggest political stage or, or on one of the biggest political stages. And, uh, Katanji could do nothing but cry. She was crying. She definitely held her composure, but just seeing that made me feel like, finally, oh my gosh, like a black man is publicly and unapologetically vouching for this black woman. And I thought it was beautiful. I thought that, oh, I thought it was so amazing. What what are your thoughts, Keith? Because I can't read your... You're shaking your head, so I don't know what I'm you're thinking. I'm trying to figure out if you're serious or not. Yes, I'm so serious. You didn't think that that was good? Man, I'm tired of seeing niggas up here crying and shit. Man. Wait, like, yes. wait, Cory Booker didn't cry? Yes, he did. I saw the same thing you saw. What? Like, I get, thought it, You didn't think it was beautiful? No, because... I thought it was so beautiful. No, oh because I get tired of moving speeches and... No action. That, that type of talk, no fucking action. Cory Booker is a no fucking action type ass nigga. What? So this type, yeah, what? Yeah, he, no laws, no policy. Everything is crying and, you know, bootlicking and backing up all the bullshit. Like, I appreciate that we are breaking ground and making history. That's a check, right? Boom. Mm -hmm. But what really would break ground would be real laws, real mm -hmm. policy. I'm not so really supporting the sister like that because it's a lot of shit that she does is off code, like just, record wise and they ain't gonna do the child predator thing like the the, the white husband no even the white husband thing mm. like because she went to harvard all that all that is different but what i'm saying is like appreciate the history but don't fall for, it's, to me it's juneteenth again that's mm. what this is mm -hmm. to me it feels like oh another symbolic gesture but there are other black women judges Hell, there's there's a whole circuit of court of them down there in Texas, like that that that's even more unapologetically black. See, like him doing that, that's just posturing. That's the that's the opposite of what the Republicans are doing. And mm -hmm. what I'm trying to get people to realize is that it's the same side of both coins. Like, what are we really doing here? This shit picking a Supreme Court justice has never been all of this fanfare and fodder. It's been you're the president, you get a pick. Because somebody's gone during your turn. It's always been like that. It hasn't been until Barack Obama and um when they blocked his first Supreme Court justice with Mitch McConnell and all them was like, oh, you don't get one. Shit like that. Why black people don't look at that and say, Well, damn, he's a black president. How come out of all these presidents, all these white presidents get to do it? The one black president doesn't get to do it. I think I don't this is going back to what then, you said. I don't think it was Politics weren't popular then. 
Like, to be honest, like, you got to give social media its credit. Like, social media made that a viral moment. Back then when when Barack had his first term, social media was minuscule. And so now I get what you're saying. Cory Booker was trying to make a moment. He was trying to, and he successfully, he did that. But back in the day, politics were not popular. Yeah, but still, like, where, where are the, I'm just, I'm tired of seeing the trope of, okay, but like this, <clears throat> we, and you're going to get to it a little bit later, but you have another instance where a black man is st- standing up strong for his woman. Strong he arm. He, he ain't <laughs> crying or nothing, but now he's getting rid of, oh, that's too violent. That's that, 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 that. No, because they would rather him be crying like, don't talk about my wife. Right. Don't. Like, they'd rather him be crying about some shit. Like, I seen some shit with LeBron James. Big ass was like, oh, I'm scared out here as a black man. Yo, big ass? Yo, big <laughs> rich ass is scared? No, the fuck you not. So, what I'm saying is... I did I, see that. <laughs> I appreciate the, the symbolism can be a symbol in the sense of you see it, you appreciate it, but where's the work in action? And let's so, that's this, what I was speaking let's to. Let's hold these people the accountable. The symbol of but it. I, but I'm tired of the symbol of him... Cr- like, there should be no reason you shouldn't tear... That sister needed to see a strong black man stand up for like do all that, but then turn around and get on these mother like what he was saying was to her uplifting her. Yeah, that's cool. Get on these motherfuckers like get on these white folks that sitting here going in on her like like is this is is this a cop out type of move? You know what I'm saying? Like it's like when you see somebody fighting right and you're getting beat up. Say you're getting beat up right. <laughs> Boom, we stop the fight. Instead of me hopping on a person that's beating you up, having your back, it's like, oh, it's okay, girl. You stood up. You did everything you're supposed to do. You stood up. You took that punch. You didn't fall. You had a little blood on your face, but it's okay because I'm here to help you wipe this blood off of your face because I'm telling you, I'm going to cry with you, and next time I'm going to fight for you. Next time. What you mean next time, nigga? You can do this shit right now. Yeah. You right here right now. So... You know, yeah, it's cool, but I, I've seen niggas go harder and better and uh, more for, for black women just on a regular basis. So that right there is cool. But what I'm saying is there's more than one way to protect a black woman, stand up for a black woman. And I'm glad we got to see the other side later on. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, I'm, cause I'm glad we're having a conversation when we had it because if we would have had this last week, It'd have been nothing to balance it out for me. Yeah. Now I feel balanced. Yeah. But you know, that right there though, I'm I'm not impressed when niggas be crying. I uh, let me let me let me rephrase it. I'm not impre- impressed when strong black men in positions of power are subjected to crying. Okay. Now I definitely did not think of it in that magnitude because I also am conscious. Now, if we're speaking about someone who has yet to get to a point where they tapped into their consciousness, they are seeing it and falling for the the joke. They're falling for the trick. They're falling for the propaganda. They're falling for it. Yeah. But in that moment, I saw it as exactly what you said, a symbol. Like, this is a symbol. I took it as that, and I saw it as this black woman who has been beat down her entire career surrounded by people that look nothing like her so much. So her husband looks nothing like her. Like she has been a part of their world. And for these last few days, they have shown their ass, like shown, like spread their booty cheeks and like farted in her face. It's okay. I would, I would have more sympathy. Yeah. I would have more sympathy if she was married to a black man, because I would assume that she didn't know. She she being married to that white man and co- and meeting him in Harvard and coming through all that with him, she know them crackers get down like that. So like, you know, you gotta be ready to take and take those punches. Plus, this is cool and conscious. So mm-hmm. you know, if you would have came out and said the conscious side, I I would have been anti. But like, well, you know, it's good that the <laughs> brother. You know, I'm just I'm just making sure that we so, get both sides. All right, I'm like. For the cool side, I thought it was amazing. Like, I thought it was simply amazing. Like, I was like, I've never seen anything like this. And I've never seen a black man speak so eloquently on Mm -hmm. a stage like that. Because realistically, most politicians, even with Barack, 
his speeches weren't filled with passion. They weren't. I don't know. So they you, weren't. You were you were young. See that. See like I, you said, I you was were, young, and politics were I, not. I was on the HBCU campus when that man got elected. I remember. Okay, like so that. then the, it might be different. But it's the, a totally different as feeling. I got older, and maybe he got a little more tired. The speeches that yeah, I heard his, him. His speeches definitely got weaker. Though, I'm like. Yes. So he got elected when I was what in seventh grade. So yeah, I, say, I, I was not. Little, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, but as the nearing end of his term, when I actually started paying attention, I'm like, these speeches are so boring. Like, what is he talking about? I mean, you know? He's the first president I've seen. Like, I normally could tell sometimes, but because he was black, you could definitely see the aging and the stress on him. Yeah. And then yes. now that he's out, you can see. He done lost the gray hair. He's black again. Like, right. Like, you can tell. Stress be real. real. That's how I know it'd be a bunch of bullshit mm -hmm. behind all of that shit. Because that shit stretches. When you can't be real, that shit hurts you and it stresses you out. So, mm. you know, I Ooh, hope. you said something right there. It, it when does. you can't be real, it stresses you out. It stresses you out. And so you're like, trying to figure out what's going on. Exactly. So, I, I appreciate Cory Brooker for talking the way he's talking. But I need... The, the what irks me about politicians when they do these moving speeches in the senates and in the houses mm -hmm. and da, da da it lets me know oh so you're aware right you know what the fuck is going on so why aren't you acting you, accordingly mm -hmm. why why are you not on code oh you're not on code because you're still trying to play a game you're still trying to play both sides where you don't even have the what's the little things called where you enter a game you get to pick your avatar to the be tokens? in the game, no, your thing, your character that you pick, mm -hmm. you, that's like your prerequisite to enter the game. Yeah, yeah, pick a character. Right. They're trying to play a game where they don't even get the option to pick a character. Like, well, so. I, I, I really hope they, well, and we don't get to it later because I think that there's a lot in what happened this weekend too that kind of counter counters to what you're saying too. Like, 2022 is different. Yeah. This shit different. I think COVID had people locked up in the house, baby. They coming out. I, I don't even think it's COVID. I think it's like what I was telling people during COVID. Like, when we first got locked up and I saw how quick most jobs told you you couldn't work from home. Like, like even before COVID, you asked, mm -hmm. hey, is there a work from home type of No, we need you to bring your ass over to the office. And you're like, man, I know I can take this laptop and do this shit at the like, house. Even moms, you got to take maternity leave, but you still got to come back. And yeah. then it's like, bro, I could literally do this I from my this bed. From bed. So that was the first one. I remember you them not being uh you not being able to take your alcoholic beverages out the restaurant. I remember you order a drink. Now you can shit. pull up, drop, take your liquor, go on home, but, go on about your day. But, but with the drop of a dime, this wasn't no super legislation. This yep. one, it was, oh, we Kobe, y'all, we locked up. You know what, restaurants? Just let them take the liquor home. Oh, you know what? You, you can you know what you can actually work from home now. <laughs> Hold on, I can. Yeah, 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 yeah. We we didn't really set it up before, but now. But so when all that shit started happening, I told everybody, man, it's it. This is new. Like it's it's hit. Talking about video game. Yeah, this is a brand new game. So these people don't realize <laughs> like it's a new game. It's a new gaming system. Like y'all still blowing Nintendo cartridges. These niggas got on Oculus. Right. Like, like right. That's what 2022 <laughs> is now. Like this shit doesn't change. People are quitting job. People are quitting jobs, right? Inflation is higher than ever. But then people are also still acquiring things. It's still coming up. So I think the gut everybody that's why the government's even locking down on Bitcoin. Cause they're trying to figure this out. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Niggas is quitting, not working, but I see Still more houses, make, I see right. more cars, I see more, you know, and I see less consumer spending. So, are you niggas holding your money? Right. Are you niggas spending your money wisely? Are y'all starting companies and right. businesses? And are y'all <laughs> niggas trying to make money for the next time? Right. Like, this shit changing, man. So, like, even in politics, I think it's starting to trickle. Th this is it. Like... I think that this will be, in my, my words here, cool and conscious. I didn't even say it on our podcast. First time hearing it. Woo! Exclusive! The Democratic Party will die over the next two years. Oh, period, period. because they, they're not, at least I feel like with the Republican Party, you know what you're going to get. Yeah. Democrats, they keep playing games. They keep, keep well, the biggest, playing games. The biggest difference is the Republican Party caters to their base. Yep. It's, a, it's a reason why they say the word base. They don't say the whole party. They say 
their base. base. So yeah, you got some black people that might vote Republican, but their base is those white people, rich, <laughs> and still a little bit racist. Right. That's their base. Right, right. So every now and then they don't, oh, oh, it's a black woman in the Supreme Court? Let me give my base some some meat. Uh, I'm a prosecutor. I'm gonna come down on her. We're gonna draw this out. She's gonna get picked. She's way too fucking qualified. Like yeah. she done played every level of the fucking. You saw the chart that yes. came out. Every level of the fucking game. She's way too qualified. But because I'm a Republican and I want to cater to my base, I'm gonna give y'all Democrats. Their base is black people. Period. Point blank. Period. Every kind of black person. Like it's not even like a a narrowed down spectrum it's and, the entire it's, black it's community black people. <laughs> like and biden only got in because of those black people in south carolina and it all happened but this time because y'all not catering y'all y'all don't do what Repu- they're not even the almost base. they're not even almost catering like it's like a slap in the yeah, face like how did you give a billion, what million? How how did you give that to the U- of dollars to Ukraine? To Ukraine, millions of dollars to trans kids, millions of dollars to, to the Asian, hate, like that's not your Native base, American, not your base. People that's not even trying to vote for you, but also you got to blame some black people because they like to say, "Oh well, I'm black and gay," so he he says gay, he means me too. No, no he, he don't. don't. Need that money, it's just like juicy, right? Juicy Smollett had all those gay people backing him, right? Then he gets convicted, and all them gay people got quiet, and now he's black again. Right. Now he's, oh, they're doing this to me because I'm black. Which, oh, which proved what Dave Chappelle said. Very true. Which proved yeah. exactly what Dave Chappelle said. and Not even what he said once, because if you go back and you watch every, all of his stand-ups, he has been saying the same thing since he started out as a comedian. Like, he says it every time. Every single time he gets on the stage, he talks about the difference between being gay and black and being black and gay. Like, every single so time, people base, still don't get it. When it comes to the base, like, it's twofold. Democrats don't cater to the base, and black people don't cater to our interests. We mm-hmm. try to cater to them as well. So... It's it's like a twofold thing of like Which is what you're saying about Cory Booker. He definitely catered to them as well while catering to her. Exactly. But I also excuse me. I also feel like and understand that it's habitual. Like it's it's you do it unconsciously. You get what I'm saying? Like you turn it on and you turn it off and you mm-hmm. don't even know that you just turned it on. Because you're so used to turning it's so you you're so used to it being on. Do you get what I'm saying? It's like if your parents walk in the room, you like you act different from Mm -hmm. your friends. But you you said the key word though, unconscious. So you gotta be conscious. You gotta be, you know, it's it's like if you got kids, right? If you got kids in the house, you know, even if you're doing something, if they're not in your eye. You're listening because they could be doing mm-hmm. something. If it gets too quiet, you know, you, you, you know. know. <laughs> like, let me go. Let what me, y'all let in me, there doing? Exactly. Let me stay conscious about it. So it's almost like you walking around like with a weight on your shoulder the whole time. The whole and unfortunately, time. and we talk about this all the time on this podcast, particularly, that's the black experience. It's like having this weight on your shoulder, always having to be conscious because as soon as you go to sleep and be unconscious, you look up. Damn, I was trying to support this sister. I was supposed to go in on these fucking crackers. Like, oh man. Like <laughs> right. I don't I unconsciously. Like you're always just, battling that. Either I'm gonna support you or I'm going to like cater to them. And you mm-hmm. ultimately end up doing both. Like it it never fails. Like but if there's we just stay on code and look out for black people and understand what black what specifically black people like yeah student loan shit all that shit cool even the greens like recycling all, like i really believe in that green movement I, mm-hmm. I had an electric car for the longest like that i believe in that shit but i'm not confused and understanding that's a black issue the black issue within that is quit letting these politicians put pollutant and manufacturers in the black neighborhoods right how come you ride down it how come it's back damn near track that's why i'm late it's five o'clock, six o'clock, and they put the middle of the train right here to block off traffic. And you know this is a busy ass road, busiest road, busiest road in busiest the fucking side of in this the city. Hood, and you got the train right here. Guarantee you though, if you get more white people complaining about it because it's starting to gentrify the area, mm-hmm. that train will never stop right there during these times again. 
But it's like little things like that. Black people got to realize, you know what? We got to fight for shit that is in our interest because that's what everybody else do. That's what everybody but else does. But then again, we also have all, it's always been our, um, we don't have the luxury of that. You know what I'm saying? Of knowing that there's better. Mm-hmm. It's always, here, take this pig intestines. You can have a pig intestines. Mm-hmm. Make the best of that. Make the best of the trash that we give you. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, oh, we'll put a train right there. Make the best of it. So that's always been our nature. Make To just make the best of the scraps that we're given. So how do you say, hey, no, you don't have to take those scraps. Hey, no, you can... If at least 50 of us come together and, and complain, yeah, you know, we could actually make something shake. But nobody wants to do better. Yeah, they want or better. We're the black people that's working on the train that's like, hey, why are we... You know, like it's 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 all it's it's on both sides. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Oh we yeah, no, to, it, I absolutely and that, agree. And that's what I'm saying. We have to stay on code as black people because it's like. But what is code? I'm code, saying code, code I is black get first. I know what code yeah, is, code, but I'm saying for the people, people that there, don't know, it's black first. It's it is choosing black first, and it sounds very oh, is that anti? No, it's pro black. So. A black person, white person walk in, all same qual- same every fucking thing, and you got to choose. It's not first come, first serve. They came in at the same time. So what do you choose? Black first. Why? Because the white person will choose the white person first. And if that rare chance comes, well, they might choose the black person. Okay, cool. But it's like you say with everything, right? Everybody's not everything, but if enough of them are... Mm-hmm. I can kind of say you you do that, right? Every dog don't bite people, but I haven't seen enough dog bites to know a dog will bite your ass. Right. So, you know what I'm saying? Right. Let's just be black first. Let's just do that because what that does is we are now all on code to move and understand. That's what Asian people do. That's what Cambodians. the world does. The world literally, if the world sees you as black first, why not be black first? Like, that, st- like the was, world sees you as black first. Literally. <laughs> they don't see you as gay. They don't see you as a teacher. They don't see you as a judge. They don't see you as the first lady. They don't see you as an influencer. They literally see you as black first. And a part of them, a part of them begins to be anxious. Mm-hmm. A part of them feels inferior while subconsciously knowing that they are superior well, or feeling a superior. And this, and this, you know, it, it, it get deep or going a whole nother way, but overall people also have to realize like this landscapes, right? It's easy for outside, especially outside the world because everything else is homogeneous. Like all white, a lot of white people live in Russia, all damn Asian people live in Asia, live in uh, Japan. Mm-hmm. And China. Like these are, America's probably one of the only in like the biggest just melting fucking pot of of people, but they still learn how to segregate themselves. There are whole towns for Hispanics to come over, not know a lick of English mm-hmm. at fucking all, and can still provide, survive, and thrive. Buford Period. Highway, you go to Buford Highway, you have literally like, yeah. You got the black people that come out at nighttime for the little clubs that they got, but during the day, is it the lavender child? I see, I see, I seen too many. I used to live on that road. I seen too many old ass Hispanic men and women with wads of cash, which lets you know that they can't get a bank account, so there's no social security number, right? Mm-hmm. Going to the eight, going to the uh, tel, uh, store clerk, broken English, uh, maybe. But when their people come around, fluent, blah, 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 Yep. Driving a car, got a family. And you're like, hold on, but you don't know no fucking English. You don't mm-hmm. even got no fucking bank account. Like, you don't even got a degree. You have no credentials in this country, but yet you're thriving and surviving. Why? Oh, because there are some legit and legal and money-making thriving Hispanics that come through and buy a block of fucking land, yeah. buy a plaza, buy the old Target, turn it into the Lavendera. Now you have a grocery <laughs> store. Go t- 
Asians go to a mall, buy the little block, and call it a Super H Mart. And now you got your own Kmart. Now it happened to us on Memorial Drive. Kroger is shut the fuck down. Oh yeah. But the farmers market is popping. <laughs> Why? Because it's a bunch of immigrants that live over the Clarkson Tucker all day. Nothing but immigrants. So we like, damn, there's no grocery store. No, no, no. There's a grocery store. The one that they support. Right. The one that y'all was supporting shut down because y'all really don't support it like that. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's Or like, the West End Mall. Do you realize that how many rappers just in that vicinity could have just bought the mall? I thought Ludacris was going to buy Greenbrier Mall. Even Greenbrier Mall because child knows that that mall is about ran down. Anybody put more buses and all that stuff over there so the traffic is about to get Like, I'm worse. just like, this... First of all, I drove around back to when that Magic Johnson had that movie theater oh, in the back. I <laughs> forgot that that was back there. Mm-hmm. And so I was just trying to avoid traffic and just drove around the entire parking lot, which ended up taking the same amount of time. But I was like, oh my gosh, I forgot all this was back here. Like that piece of property is huge. Meanwhile, in Snailville, there's two AMCs because I mean, we was driving this weekend looking for some looking for a piece of furniture or something, and we went in a missing our turn. So we seen one movie theater, and I thought I was I thought I missed it because I saw another two <laughs> AMCs packed packed in the middle of Snellville. You know the nice part mm-hmm. of Snellville, and I'm like to your point. First of all, these people had time, right? Disposable income. And opportunity to go and even so when we see our AMC's broken down in Greenbrier, it's not that we wouldn't go to the movie, but them people probably over there working, hustling, don't even have you know a movie experience is gonna be a fifty dollar experience. Mm-hmm. And if you got a whole family, especially that's in today's in today, now back in the day, the movie was like twenty dollars. Yeah, like you could get your ticket for ten and get you some popcorn or something for now, ten. Now yeah. it's, it's a because smooth. they sell food and right. you, you know hamburgers and fries and drinks and the ticket. You don't spend about a hundred dollars. So who has the time and the disposable income to do that in that side of town? So it it, like, it, it, it all gets overall deep. But that's why it's like cool and conscious, right? Because mm-hmm. as more people get into their consciousness, they'll realize they'll you know see what? just how like oh shit, oh shit. You'll see. Mm-hmm. Somebody said that. Um, I, I was reading something and they were like. It's not always about color. And I was like, it's crazy because everything is about color. Like, yeah. people say money rules the world, sex rules the world. It's color. Yeah. Color rules the world. Color, it, color, in my opinion, supersedes money. It supersedes sex because yeah. at the end of the day, I could have more money than you, but because you see me as a black person first and going back to that subconscious superiority, Mm -hmm. you automatically deem me as less than. Mm -hmm. I saw it with my own eyes. I was working for this company and my boss was homeless a few months before. And I know he was homeless because I was listening to a conversation that shouldn't have been this too. But either way, he was homeless. And because he was white and he knew somebody, they gave him the job. And this wasn't just like, no, just bottom level job. This was a a high paid position job. I'll never forget it. Mind you, another guy that had been working for them for years came in to teach him how to do his job. And I'm like, you know how to do the job. They just brought in somebody that's homeless, that has no experience, that knows nothing to do, but you who are is black could absolutely do the job because you're teaching him how to do the job. Hey man, shout out to Derek Bozeman. He says, Do you white folks rather see a monkey with a diamond ring to, than to give a black man anything? So, <laughs> like, hey. <laughs> every that's, single that's, that's time. How, yeah, I mean, in you know, that's one side of it. The other side of it is what has to be done. But, you know, that's why, you know, to bring it back to the point, the Supreme Court justice pick, you know, appreciate it. Yes. A sister. Snaps I, and claps. I, I have a daughter. I remember her asking me years ago, like, why is there no black woman on a Supreme Court justice? Because she looked. And wow. she was just looking like, damn. And I said, you know what? You know what I'm saying? There's That's not. a very so, hard question. Yeah, because the other part is I have to celebrate it, but then I also have to let her know, you know, when we get in these positions, we definitely still have to be black mm-hmm. first. We gotta And don't get distracted. Yeah, because you get to those positions 
nine times out of ten is because you haven't been black first, mm-hmm. especially that high in office. Like, oh yeah, I mean, elected office might be a little different because that's the people. But like, like she went to Harvard. She start. She ain't been around black people since she was like 19. Yeah. <laughs> so I was just like, and when she went to, she's 50. So she went to Harvard about, well, she's in her 50. She went to Harvard over 25 years ago, over 25 years ago. It wasn't no black people at Harvard. Yeah. Like, but her, like she was the black yeah, person I mean, at Harvard. I, it, she, she, like I said, it, we, we're going to find out as she becomes, as she's on the Supreme court and has different picks because our other the brother on there, Clarence Thomas, doesn't do a damn Not thing. even, not and his nothing. wife out here attacking the Capitol during January 6th. Right. Yeah, they caught her ass, so we about to see what... He's sick right now, so they ain't be able to talk to him, so we gonna... <laughs> And they don't need to talk to him. They need to keep it that way. Yeah. Sit your sick ass over there. He might want to leave and let's replace him with another brother. Mm. We'll All see. Right. We will see. Now, what we did see... Um. Well, they tried to hide. What is the five fingers? <laughs> Say to the face. <laughs> what? Slap. Yes, we saw. Well, the world saw. Child Will Smith slap the shit out of Chris Rock. Okay, Chris got Damn. rocked. Damn. Damn. Chris literally got rocked. Um, for the world to see, like I can't. When I say I was. I still don't really believe that it happened. Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. Wow, dude. Yeah. It was a G.I. Jane joke. Keep my wife's fucking mouth. I'm going to, okay? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it was real. It was real. I don't... I, going back to the Black Girl Magic, I was here for it. Yes. Okay. He like, whoo. Chris Rock definitely, in my opinion, deserved that. Now the... the I feel like Will should have did one or the other. Either heckle him from the audience and don't slap or slap and then just go back and sit down. You know? Because I feel like Will Smith humiliated her publicly. And that was Will. Chris Rock. I mean, yeah. Chris humiliated her publicly and Will felt the need to address it publicly. I'm here for it because so many times people just be bald as fuck unapologetically themselves. So you know what? You want to be unapologetically yourself. I'm going to be unapologetically myself. But then he turned around and apologized. So it's like, I really, it's, you know, the lines are very blurred. You don't apologize because he's Will Smith. Right. Right. So, and that's why I feel like the keep my wife's name out of your fucking mouth. That is where it kind of went left for me because I'm like, I don't see you in that light, you know, like, and then you go and you apologize and then you like cry. It's like, See, you could have just slapped him. I would have believed the crying if you had just like slapped him and then sat down. Yeah. But you slapped him, went, sat down, and was still talking shit for everybody to hear, see. And it's like now we're seeing two different sides. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. we're seeing this. We're seeing Will break down. Exactly. You know, we we, we talked about it on our pod. Um, we and we've actually talked about it a lot about Will Smith because, you know, since I, it. It's been a thing with them two, right? Will and Jada, like Jada humiliating this man sometimes, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Or seemingly to be mm-hmm. humiliated because who knows the arrangement and whatnot. Also, you got Chris Rock who talked about them last time, mm-hmm. you know, when they started the Oscars So White, um, that whole movement. So, you know, once again, right? Black first, right? If you see that there's a whole movement called Oscar So White, 
you really don't come out and try to shame the black woman that started or try to make a joke on it like, oh, mm-hmm. Jada boycotting the Oscars is like me boycotting Rihanna's panties. I wasn't, I wasn't even invited. Like, okay. It's like Chris Rock, you, you're not. Like, you didn't even have to say that. You could have did any other joke. Like, your jokes aren't hitting it. They're, they're not mating well, the mark. And like, not for us. Now, for, for the white folks there, they had a hoot out of it. They left their ass off, right? Mm-hmm. Which, that's why, on the other side with Will, I feel like Will and Jada Ash should never been there anyways. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? It's one of those situations where, you know, you do something somewhere, your people got your back. All right, cool. But once the dust settles and they start looking back, they wonder, hold on, what were you even doing there? Like, how'd you mm-hmm. get to fight in? You weren't even supposed party. to be there. You weren't supposed to be at that party. Yeah. Oh, such and such taught me into, oh, okay, the Academy told you you was going to win. Mm-hmm. You ain't never got no award. You wanted to be there. They set your ass up, put you in the front row. Chris Rock is right there. Oh, oh Oscar, so white people here? Got a joke for their ass. Now, the getting up smacking part, I still don't know what came across Will mind, <laughs> but clearly... I feel like he's one of those, they set him up and he fell for it because he, he walked up there. He had, but and that's my thing. enough time to move. How security. is it that he just walked on stage? Like, you, there's no security at the stage. Like, there's no. And maybe some folks thought he was in on it, but that's what I'm saying. It's, see, we're in this media shit, right? We're in this production shit. So we would know we're doing a live show. The only way. Somebody could do some random shit and just y'all too would have to be in in on it. Like say you want somebody to just get up in your live pod and snap on you, but we don't know, but you that's your cousin. And we don't know to after the show, hey, yeah, that was my cousin. I had her. Like you know. the Michael Todd thing. Boom. You know what his, I'm saying? That was his brother. And it's like Tweedledee and Tweedledum. Exactly. The fuck? But <laughs> if I'm running the show, the first thing I'm gonna do would be What's she standing up for? And run over there to shut it down. And then you have to give me a cue or someone have to give me a cue to say, oh, no, 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 we all in on it. Like, I'm but, like, it, he, Will Smith walked a ways to get to Chris Rock and nobody like, was able to stop him. Like, like security like, would have tried to stop him and Chris was like, no, no, it's okay, let him through. And then he still did that? Oh, okay, it's a setup. But if he, they, security would have grabbed him up and moved him and Chris Rock would have been like, whoa. I'm glad they got him because I didn't know what he was about to do. You know? Like, but, there was no... And they let him stay to get his award. So, that's why I'm like, ah. Like, but then, too, I feel like we're in this age where there's no such thing as bad publicity. Because now Chris Rock's ticket sales are skyrocketing. Like... From 40 to 400, they said. Like, niggas just trying to see Chris Rock. Just to like see the guy who they didn't know who the hell he was in comparison to Will Smith, mm-hmm. and now people. So it's like we live in a world where nothing, not saying nothing can hurt you, but no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Well, literally, because it's what we talked about earlier. It's it's to a point now we're in the Oculus. The old shit don't work anymore. The old decorum, the old movements, the old nah. Listen, what people want to know is, what's going on with you? How real are you? Because the more fake, and this is what I'm trying to tell people, the more fake and meta, the metaverse and all that, the more fake this shit get, the more people yearn for realness. You know what I'm and, saying? And um, Lotto, formerly known as Moolotto. Shout out Lotto. She, she dropped a new album. Hey, that's and good. it's like really it. good. I like she, it's and then she just had like you a remix. Mm-hmm. She had a remix I'm with put my favorite song from Ray, with Mariah Carey, and I'm just like, wow, this is so amazing! Like she's doing such an amazing job. It, it brings chills just hearing about it because I remember being in rooms where they discredited her, you know, and they didn't think about her. They mm-hmm. like I, I remember it vividly, and it's just like wow to have seen and witnessed someone not believe in you and to know who they are and then to see what you're doing it's like you know what that shit is this is your favorite song Hey man, 
I cannot believe it's your favorite song, Geese. Hey, man, I fuck with Lotto, man. I, I like the Sunshine song. It's cool. It's, 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 I like it's, that it's song. The, it's the radio song. You know what I'm saying? Okay, yeah. It's the radio song. But this shit, I mean, I like it because I like her grind. I like how they try to discredit her. Mm-hmm. I, especially even after the rap game shit. They're like, oh, you didn't sound with your man. You dumb as fuck. Like, like no, I know my worth. Yeah. She, like, yeah. I literally know that I'm bigger than that. Yeah. And then she was just on Joe Budden podcast and hearing that interview. I was like, okay. And that's, so that's, that's bring me to what I was about to say, because I saw a clip of, I didn't see the whole thing, but I saw when she was saying like, people want real, like we're moving back into that age where that nineties age where people just wanted real and authenticity. They wanted to see how they related to this person. They didn't want to have to go through changing themselves to look like this person or changing themselves to be like this person or changing themselves to be what they think this person is like because most of us now we have these idols and these celebrities but we don't know anything about them mm-hmm. we just know the glimmer side we know what they show us and i think that's why cardi b is so such a global figure at this point in her career mm-hmm. excuse me because she literally if you have followed her from the beginning mm-hmm. you have seen Ratchet her Cardi. from nothing Ratchet. to something. And even with her you, being... Cardi, Cardi has changed so much that it's some people who don't remember her with the fucked up teeth. Yeah. <laughs> but even then, yes, her appearance has changed, but who she is has not. Yeah. Like, and she lets that be known every single chance she gets. Like, child, she was fighting at the... What what, what was it? <laughs> to the Met Gala or the yeah, yeah. What, whatever. <laughs> it's now, like... You know, it's, it's, it's both sides of it. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's cool and conscious of it, mm-hmm. right? Because I, I, you know, of course she looks like a tool sometimes for the propaganda piece, but it's like the realness of her <laughs> keeps it from like getting too deep. Exactly. Like, throwing her bags and shit. And let's just fuck around and get on IG and be like, hey man, why y'all doing? Listen, I don't even let my daughter listen to my shit. Yeah. I'm stupid for letting them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We're going to do some baby shark shit over here. So right. <laughs> oh, even when they try to get on her about singing and like her singing sounded horrible, she got on IG and sung live. Like, girl, you still sound bad. But, but it's like, you know what? Persona. She yeah. don't give a fuck. Yeah. And she embodies the, I don't give a fuck. This is who I am. You mm-hmm. either take it or, or leave it. And I know that that definitely took years to develop and mm-hmm. strengthen because nobody just wakes up and not give a fuck. You know, there's always that fuck that is given that little kid inside where it's like, I hope they like me. I hope they accept me. I hope this is good enough. You always are going to have that. Mm-hmm. But I feel like she has definitely mastered how to balance that. Um, and to that point, I think that's the issue with Will, right? He was sitting in his book, plenty of interviews. He couldn't be real. He couldn't be mm-hmm. real. He, he said in one interview, he couldn't even cuss. He he said it was times when he wanted to cuss people out. And he knew if he did that, mm-hmm. it changes. The, and that was there. And, and so to your point, it's like the 90s, but the 90s, we realized, was fake. It was very censored. So, mm-hmm. Not even just censored. Fake. Like, we're thinking money ain't a thing. And you're thinking these niggas got the cars we seen. And then come to find out, oh, these are rented cars. Oh, oh this these is people fake were money. trapped. Oh, they didn't. TLC was broke. Yeah. Oh, oh, what? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So it's like now it's the 90s in the sense of black people getting money again, but now we're being more real and getting a lot more on code. Like, think about it. Any other time, you would have had hella black people on push for Ukraine and all this and all that. Now, black people realize, oh, them Ukraine people, this is racist. Right. Uh, this is a war that, okay, yeah, y'all might blow some shit up, but what we ain't survived. So, we don't keep it What moving. Muhammad Ali, didn't know Vietnams call me a nigga, didn't you know, know Vietnams do nothing. And then clearly, all the people, all the black people you got speaking up look like coons, like mm-hmm. flat out coons. They just look dumb. They look dumb. And even <laughs> when they try to bring up what's going on over there, it's like, you have other people countering, flat out lying. Like, no, no, I didn't hear they were kicking out Africans. Uh, like, I. So, what rock do you view. live under? Because yeah. everybody in the world, the shade room is literally the CNN of social media. Mm-hmm. So, everybody follows the shade room. Everybody, whether you follow them or not, you still go to them for updates. And where's Brittany Griner? Still I, in Russia. This oh, oh, the basketball player. Yeah. 
literally. <laughs> and I found out that her, well, this is public knowledge as well. I didn't like find out through like a secret source. <laughs> Let me just put that on the record. Exclusive, exclusive, right. Exclusive. Cause I felt like it came out like a, Ooh, I found out, but I, my grandma told me cause she found out. So <laughs> the tea. her team, like the people over the team literally said like, don't talk about it. Like don't make any public statements. Don't talk about it on any social media. Don't make it seem like it's uh, what's yeah, going Ru- on. Ru- Russia is censored. Basically like China. they, they try to no, And her team over here too. Oh, so both teams. WNBA yes. Team. Mm. So both teams silenced their players from like speaking out. And so some of the players were got frustrated and they're like, no, fuck that. Like she's over there. She need to come back here. Like, why are y'all letting y'all have the power to bring her back? Why is it that y'all aren't letting her back? Like, and so it's just civil like that. You are black first, no matter where you go, no matter where you go, no matter what you do, no matter who you are, you are black first. So if the world sees you as black first, why not choose to be black first? You you don't really have a choice, so you might as well embrace mm-hmm. the choice. You know what I'm saying? Like, did you even know Beyonce performed at the Oscars? Mm-hmm. I knew, like after I saw like a little clip of the performance. I had no idea. Yep. Like that's that's how crazy this. I don't know who won. I don't know who performed. Yeah, I have I heard no Baby idea. Stallion performed too. Yeah, no, I didn't. Actually, I think I did know that. I didn't know because I didn't even watch the Oscars. This mm-hmm. is just me funneling through social media, seeing what happened afterwards. In Questlove, uh, he went for his documentary. Okay, That's I a did. Good documentary I did too. hear you that. Never seen it? No. It's on Hulu. It's just pretty. What's dope. it called? Uh, Summer of Soul. Oh my gosh! Yeah. I was look. I was like, I want to watch that. Yeah, he found some old footage in a vault. You know, he works over there. Mm-hmm. And he found some old footage of this. Soul Festival concert documentary. And I saw Nina Simone was like on there or something like that. Dimension, like a wow. bunch of people. And, but it's like hidden history. These folks be owning our shit and got it sitting in the back of a desk somewhere. Who knows what other footage they got back there? They have everything. You like, know what I'm saying? I seen a, a clip of it's a it's a um documentary about when I think Harry Belafonte Mm. was able to host the Tonight Show because Johnny Carson was out and he had Martin Luther King on there. He had wow. like some other activists on there. But this was the first time you see MLK kind of like... Relax. Cool ML. Like not... Right, super not pro- conscious. Also yeah. just shooting the shit type cracking jokes. He's like, damn, this nigga... I see, he's charismatic as fuck. Like, I see why people... Fuck. Like, after the speeches, I can see why people were sitting still kicking with him because right. he was... Like, like, you know, like wow. John Lewis said, <laughs> Martin Luther King even called him a little nigga. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> little nigga from down south. So, you know what I'm saying? A little shit like that. Like, wow. I, But it's old footage that, like, they found and they was able to clean up and put back out. But who knows what else they got out there? Dang, I'm going to watch you know that tonight. Got me a new show to watch. Yes. Uh, wow. Even, honestly, me watching that Kanye documentary, seeing that old footage was very, like, just enlightening, I feel like, because in the world we live in, everything is about lighting. Everything is about the perfect angle. Everything is about the perfect pitch, the perfect, just the perfect. And seeing footage that's just raw, unedited people being themselves and figuring it out, I feel like I definitely have a appreciation for that just because it's we don't have it. Like, I'm like, yeah, you got like the the VCR apps now where you can make it look old timey, but it does not have the same effect as old raw footage from a summer of soul. You know, like I can't wait to watch that. Yes, 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 yes. I cannot wait to watch that. Um I feel like Going back to what you said earlier, Will Smith is at a point where I I don't want to say he's breaking, but he's going through. I can't, I'm not saying this to compare myself to Will Smith at all, but I'm saying I understand what he is going through because I feel like I I am coming out of going through what he's going through. 
Only difference is his was suppressed for nearly 40 something years. His ability to be real, mind you, his character on the Fresh Prince was real, but he himself was not able to be real. And it's like being in radio, it felt the same way. Now, it may not felt the same way to that magnitude because, of course, like, I'm not Will Smith. <laughs> um, but I do understand what it's like to be literally put in this box and propped up and not being able to be real. Like, it, it, it like you said earlier, it will kill you. It eats, it slowly but surely eats away at you. Some days it's a big chunk. Some days it's just a little crumb. But those crumbs add up to bites. And those bites add up to the entire, like, entree. And then sooner or later when there's nothing left on the plate, they start eating at the plate too. So then sooner or later there's nothing there. And so then you go to the Grammys and you're finally finally at this point that you've been working towards for so long. And some guy makes a joke. Granted, he shouldn't have made the joke, but that's your breaking point. So it's like, I feel like that slap wasn't even so much for Chris Brock. It was for everybody that's ever said something to him. Like, it, he came with, that slap came with a whole bunch of passive aggressiveness, a whole bunch of built up, um, pushed down crap that he's been holding on to. A lot came with that slap. And I feel like it also served as a slap for a lot of other people just to see like, okay, yeah, we have this figure we've been looking up to or aspiring to be like, or loving for so long. And he is still human. You know, he is still human. He is still going through so much. And to wrap it all up, he is still black. <laughs> he is still a nigga in the coop. He is still going through the same shit we going through just at a different level. And his level does not negate the level that we go through it. It's that at the end of the day, in the world we live in, we are still black. And I feel like, but not even I feel like, I know for a fact that as you move through life, the sooner you realize what the world sees you as, the better. And I that's just like, I had a conversation with my mentee. She was working with like, working for white men and she wanted a promotion. And she said that they were like making excuses saying like she um, was too soft spoken and they didn't really believe that she could do the job. And I told her, I asked her, like, well, how do you go to work? Like, well, how are you presenting at work? She was like, I mean, I go in and I'm just trying to be nice to everybody. I'm trying to, like, I don't want to, I don't want them to see me as, like, the, the angry black woman. I don't want them, I don't want to live up to the stereotypes. I said, so now they see you as the weak black woman. And now they don't think you can do the job. I said, but at the end of the day, you have to understand that you are black first. You're not their friend. You're not going to work to make friends. You're not going to work to try to get these people to like you. You need to go in there and be yourself. So then when you get the job, if you get the job, you know that you got it because you are yourself. You didn't get it because you played this role and now you got to keep playing this role because you don't want them to fire you for not being who they thought you were. No, go in, be who you are. And if you're not going to be who you are, then shit, you got to deal with what comes with that, honestly. Like I... Feel like we are definitely transitioning into a place where being who you are is the only way that you're gonna make it. Like, because you're gonna end up walking on stage and slapping somebody. Because, dang, dang, dang. because you suppressed it. Because you suppressed who you were for too long. Um, so I'm gonna dedicate this episode to you. Whatever, whoever you are. Um, that's struggling with trying to figure out who you are. I don't know who I'm talking to, but I know that somebody that's listening is struggling with being unapologetically who they are. 
whether you are white, whether you are Chinese, whether you are Spanish, whether you are black, please understand that it is okay to one, be who you are and know that if, and know that the people that mind don't matter and the people that matter don't mind. Yes, kill dead. This was an amazing episode. Thank you guys so much for tuning in once again, week after week after week. This is the Cool and Conscious podcast, of course. Please follow me, the host, at Questions with Cree. That's Questions with Q R I. Um, make sure you follow the pod at Cool Q O O L and Conscious, and of course, make sure you follow the Black Owned, Black Run company at just eldridge media thank you guys so much tell a friend and tell a friend that we here every friday going into the weekend mm, mm, mm. kill it